This is probably one of my favorite podcasts so far. It's very funny. Welcome back to the OTR podcast. I'm your first host, Caleb Graham. And I'm your other host. Second. <laughs> you really got to like just, just demean me just right there? You're, you're right here. I'm, I'm just kidding. Damn. Got to just soapbox himself right off the rip. No, but we've got a good episode. I'm sure you saw the title already, but we've got with us in studio, Jordan Miller. Jordan Miller TV. Hi. JMN News. What yeah. else you got going on? JMN News, JMN Journal, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all, all over the place. Website. Got a newspaper coming out next week. Saw that. crazy. Yeah. And. Yeah, we'll, di- we'll dig into a lot of that stuff yeah. today, too, for sure. But before we do get started, we got to do some house cleaning. Britt, show them your hat real quick. You can get that at otrcast.shop. Yeah, yes, it is dot shop. Yeah. Dot shop. Yep. And you can but this shirt. You can look like a space astronaut. It has otrcast on the bottom, too. This one just came in. Super soft, super comfy. Make your arms look big. Trevor's got a nice hoodie on, too. OTR cast, it's very soft, I think, right, Trevor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. extremely soft. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get one of those because those are going to be your access to parties, events. It's like an NFT that you can wear, right, basically. <laughs> so get the <laughs> bridge shaking her head. She's like, nah. But yeah, so I am back from hiatus. I was in Miami this last week. Trevor and the boys took over the podcast, but uh, I don't know. It wasn't the same without me. Did you just leave him Brett out? Brett was here. It yeah, was a foursome again. She's one of the boys. It was a foursome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we will, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Miami probably on this Saturdays or for the boys. Because uh, that's our more laid back podcast where we just talk about anything and everything. More than we do on this one, right? You got to make sure I don't forget the story of uh, the MAGA guy that I got to talk to at TSC the other day. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. It's hilarious. All right. All right. All right. But no, so... We're gonna we're gonna dive in, but make sure you guys tune in. This will be our six Saturdays are for the boys. Number six, that'll be out this Saturday. Make sure you go check that out. Vitamin water, sponsor us. Cause I am in love with it. I love vitamin water now. Well it's Vita Coco. Yeah. Or sorry, not vitamin soul. Brand deal gone. You're uh, welcome. Vita yeah. Coco. It's actually <laughs> owned by PepsiCo, so I don't think I don't know. But it's really good. I started drinking it in Miami. That's all I drink now. There's yes. like seven empty bottles in there. But nobody cares about that. They're here for the podcast. Yeah. So without further ado, we're going to let Jordan introduce himself. Tell him a little bit about what you do, how you started, and uh, where you came from. Oh, man. I, I've been doing the news media thing now for oh, seven, eight years. Uh, very fortunate. Now, that's what, what I like to say. I've been doing um, TV. I've done radio now. And um, now I'm branching out with my own newspaper here mm-hmm. soon. Um, I just do local news, like how you're here local, Cambridge right. area, surrounding areas. I'm like that in Stark Carroll and Tuscarawas County with with news. And yeah, you're more news-centric. As well, we do news, we do sports, and I have a team of meteorologists who oh, work with me as I well. I saw that. I saw that you started the me- – that was this last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was, man, maybe August or September. Yeah. They've been great. Cool. Yeah, I saw that. That was getting started. I've been following a lot of the stuff you've been doing. And don't let him uh, – don't let them fool you guys. This guy, I mean, what? What's your? You got a pretty decent sized audience mm-hmm. on Facebook and um, Facebook following. We have about forty one thousand, almost forty one thousand. 
but we reach half a million on average right. on a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, but there's some people who they just don't understand the the follow the, system or ex- the like system. Exactly. They don't understand the the premise of a click and follow because I've got older people who follow me and what they want to do is oh well this Jordan Miller guy I'm just going to go to Search his page him every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll let you we'll let you try that pre workout there. Yeah. I do like half a scoop. I would half go too crazy, scoop, but that's yeah. what I did. But you don't um, breathe in while you have it. Like it's a little. Dude, you might want to take a do sip. Do I drink after it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna want to. But yeah, he's. I mean, you got. He's got a really good deal going on up there. I we met a little bit through the Malvern and, and Strasburg stuff um, when we were doing some live streams up there. And, uh, you know, and we, we kind of built a small relationship there. And I was like, yeah, like you reached out what, it was a little before New Year, I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, we got openings. We're gonna, definitely going to have you on because it, yeah. it's fun to get to talk to different people, meet with different people and see different ideas, how it works, everything like that. Um, now, I know you're doing a lot more uh, news now and, and some sports still. Mm-hmm. But what, um, what got you started? What got you interested in, in, in launching your own company? You know. When I was in high school, I, I was an athlete, but I also enjoy taking photos. And, you know, going all the way back to, you know, 10 years ago now, uh, my family, we still owned family businesses, which were nursing homes. And when they decided to sell those, I was like, guys, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Like, there went, you know, my livelihood. That was always plan A. There was never a plan B. And then um, a newspaper job opened up, and I'm like, well, I've taken pictures for years. You know, I auto apply and I got a newspaper job and TV reached out um, NBC in Steubenville NBC in Cleveland so I did five years in TV and um, I ended up after that deciding I wanted to come back home to my hometown yeah of uh, the Carrollton area okay and I came home the reception was great because they got local news the only time when I was working big in TV only time I was coming down to a Cambridge, for example, is there has to be a murder. I mean, there has to be something right. bad, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how often do you have, you know, Columbus stations or whatever coming down here mm-hmm. or coming over here? Yeah. And that was the main reason I wanted to do what I did. And right at the start of COVID is when I went out on my own. And it was a hell of a time to try to build a business. I mean, you would know. You've been doing great these last couple of years, too, here with Caleb Graham Productions. And... I went from 5,000 followers to 20,000 followers in probably eight months, and then I just continue to snowball. That's cool. That's really cool. Trevor did that. What? I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. I'm so lost. (laughs) We're going to get you there, though. We got got you a new um, trainee today. Oh, yeah, a new client. Yeah, Yeah, look at that. Podcast working wonders. (laughs) I mean, word of mouth, dude. It always works better than anything else. Have you you found more people are... Did you get more people coming in from mentions or was it, how, how was your growth? Sharing. People were just Shares. sharing my page like crazy and it became a full-time thing. I mean, just monitoring social media, inviting people, putting engagement posts out there. And I kind of figured out a good, um, a, a good pattern to get people to gravitate to my page. Hmm. Um, I stay away from clickbait. It, I'm only posting it to my website. If it's true, you know, it's, yeah. there has to be information there. I was getting ready to ask you, like, if there was ever a time that you looked at, like, metrics of what uh, kind of drew more reactions. I mean, I, and, I'll tell you right now, you know, I mean, the death, death, mm-hmm. destruction, doom and gloom is what we call it. 
Um, it doesn't matter, though. I mean, that's always going to be the thing. But then sports, if I have a team that's up for a state championship or whatever, those numbers are going to do just as well as when something bad like that happens. Right. And they love a good triumphant story. Mm-hmm. My, my followers, I, I know what they like, and I also know when they're engaging. So people, they're like, oh, well, just post more, post more, post seven, eight, nine times a day. That's not the case. There could, there could be days I post two times, and I'm still getting good traction because I believe in quantity, not quality of content. Yeah, or quality over the quantity of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I've found that too with what we do. We're actually, our wedding side of our business is like blowing yeah, up. Yeah, I've seen you've been out <laughs> at some uh, vending events. Yeah, yeah, we've got three more of those this year. But um, that's what, you know, I'm following the trends, right? Yeah. You got to follow them. And what we're finding is, and it's probably the same, you've probably seen some of this too, is the people that are always like, well, how do you build an audience? How do you grow a page? How do you do this? Or, or like, where do you get, how do you get a following going? And the thing I found is consistency over time. You know, you don't have to post something every day. You don't have to post something every hour. It's just make sure it's consistent what you're doing, right? And yeah. with us, the weddings outside of not wedding season, which is January, December. Other than that, we're almost consistently posting a wedding a week, mm-hmm. and people like know to come and watch those now. And people, it's a, it's almost a, um, an, an international audience for those because. Yeah. You know, there's that aspect of like these different countries are like, I want like it's just interesting to see that like style and that like how people are in the United States with their weddings. Um, and so I found a large like there's some Britain, there's some Australia, but then there's a lot of like oh, what country was that? It's in Africa. Like there's an African country that like people love it and they'll come and comment on it like this is beautiful. And so we found a lot of success just consistently posting weddings and now basically any wedding we post is getting that engagement, that interaction that, you know, you kind of want off stuff. You're, you're becoming a landing page um, mm-hmm. essentially that people know, okay, well my wedding's coming up. Yeah. Even if they're not going to hire you, they're, they're going to click on it to see what was done during that wedding. And use that as, yeah, as a reference. And and that's where the, that's where our momentum is going. Uh, I, I actually, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but since Miami, I found like it was so easy to get the back end, the digital stuff done down there because I didn't have to worry about yeah. everything going on here, right? And so I booked like five or six weddings during my time in Miami. I said in Miami, and then people were getting real confused. They're like, you got five in Miami? I'm like, I wish. <laughs> uh, but actually, I might go do the Miami Bridal Show. I haven't mentioned that yet, but uh, it's coming up in February. I'm considering it. Hey, if, uh, if you want to put up your boy Steve to come down, you know, help you sell some stuff again, <laughs> I'll come down to Miami for that. You well, know? it's the same week as the Parkersburg one, or the same day. So I'm kind of on the fence about it. But that is, I mean, we're following our momentum as well. So that's what I found is the wedding industry is picking up, especially now that COVID's kind of getting mm-hmm. to the point where people are starting to get out and starting to want to have these receptions and parties again. So a lot of these weddings got postponed are now they planned into this year, last year, a little bit. And, uh, that, that traction is we're using that to leverage other things. So we've got the wedding video obviously, but now we're looking at starting a wedding shop. So we have the OTR shop. Now I'm going to all these bridal shows. I'm getting this email list of all these brides and grooms and whoever's getting married. And we're going to be able to send them to our bridal, our online bridal shop too, which is 
more for like day of stuff. So like when they're getting dressed and stuff, they're always wearing like bride shirts or like yeah. bride robe, you know, all that stuff. Now you can go to one place, order it all. And that's nice because, all right, you, you've got your videographer nailed down, mm-hmm. but instead of having to search, you know, through Amazon or whatever, yeah. if people want to keep something local, it's like, all right, well, I'm supporting a local business by getting the video content and not only the video content, I can also get my merchandise mm-hmm. from them as well. It's, it's one of those things that I was like sitting here, I'm like, how do you grow off of the stuff you're already doing with the video? And the natural progression was like, well, I know how to build a website. You know, I can do Shopify. I can build out shops pretty well. And it's all drop ship. So, like, when someone orders something, I don't have to touch it. You Mm -hmm. know, just like our shirts, we don't physically have those in the shop here. But when you order it, it comes straight to your house. We don't see it. It just goes, you know, it's going to be the same quality every time, basically. That's a good system, though, because you're, you guys are busy enough. With all the video stuff, yes. And I understand you're in Miami and you you didn't have to worry about all this. Mm Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're able to sit down at your computer, finally get caught up. Even though you're down there for work, you're able to use that time. Uh, I was up in Cleveland two weeks ago, and I did the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Same exact thing. It's it's almost one of those, yeah, like when you're in studio, your brain's going five different ways, right? You're like, oh, I got to do this. Because there's so much to do, you just never know where to start. Mm Mm-hmm. But then when, like when I was down there, I was like, well, I've got a computer. <laughs> you know, I can't really do anything else. So you're sitting there sending emails out and doing all that stuff. So that's what I found was really working for us. And then uh, we're working on another thing I started down there. It was called, it's called movepreferred.com. And we're starting a preferred vendors list for weddings. So that way, like we do a lot of Marietta weddings right mm-hmm. now. And we, we do the Marietta show, the Parkersburg show. And... I work really closely with a lot of those guys in the same industry. So like DJ, we've got the same pretty much DJ down there every time because they've got a big presence. A lot of photographers down there that we work with that we see at a lot of weddings. Now we can build out this list, make it, we're going to make a booklet so that they can be in it, kind of like a registry you can give to brides to look through. Uh, and now they're going to be able to like look through that and pick all of us kind of at once, you know, and it keeps us working together and consistent, but then it gets them quality people that they know are going to do the right thing too so we've got a couple different projects that just kind of are just getting launched that haven't really came out yet the way i look at it because i've i've done that building from the ground up thing Mm -hmm. you have to want to do it you know Mm -hmm. you i'm not scared to fail because every time that i have failed you learn a lesson you learn something you learn a lesson and if you're not willing to do that then there's there's no point if you're if you're too scared to fail, you're never going to do it. But if you can find a lesson, then you'll do it all the time. Right. And that's, that's been my biggest thing. You know, it's the same thing in the same industry, literally. But, yeah, if you're not willing to take that risk, mm-hmm. right, then there's no reward. So it, it's one of those things where you got to risk it, but you also need to make sure you're okay, right? You don't want to, you don't want to, like, I mean, you got to. Actually, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do have to risk everything. Everything. Right? I mean, and you have to risk it, but then you have to sacrifice certain things, too. You know, if you're in a relationship, I, mm-hmm. I just got married last summer, and we've been together eight years. My wife has been there every step of the way. I've made sacrifices, and she's had to make sacrifices. But at the end of the day, it's, it's worth it, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you stay to it. Oh, sorry. I had to take a drink of coconut water. Coconut water is getting to me. It's good. This is so gross. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of relationships, Trevor. Oh, Lord. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Please don't post another uh, are you getting thing married? on there to say. 
<laughs> we he's not like he just started talking to this girl like a couple podcasts ago and i made a post on our otr literally page. right after it was like trev's getting married and then, <laughs> oh man and i think he posted it twice like he posted it on a story and then also just did like a regular post on instagram <laughs> I was it, like, oh, I appreciate you. that, man. You have to give the viewers and listeners yeah. what they want, though. She, she's a listener. She, she is, yeah. Speaking of relationships, I might be talking to someone, which is new for me. I don't talk to a lot of people. Oh. But we're going to leave that for the, a later date. I'm not going to get into many details right now. You getting married, bud? Yeah, I'm getting married. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't know how to make the clips yet. So. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. Yeah, he, one day he was like, why do you get to make all the, the funny clips of me? I'm like, hey, if you learn how. Yeah. I'm like, if you learn, if you you learn it, I don't care what you it. post. I said, you can post whatever you want. Because well, he one, has access to the page and everything. The one day he goes to like, he wasn't really editing. He was just kind of like moving uh, whatever it is, like the sound up to like the, the picture. Because you said there was a little bit of a delay usually. Like, There's like a half second or second delay mm -hmm. on the mics. So. And so he's doing that, but he was like, got to do this quick so Trevor can't tell how to do any of this. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, all right, upload. And I was like, what the hell? It was like five seconds. Like, and I was standing right there. I could not tell what was going on. Yeah. Now the, the editing side, it's something. It uh, is. How it much is. do you do a lot of your own editing um, or do you have in-house? I, I come from TV. So um, as a TV reporter, everybody thinks that um, reporters just, oh, they're just on TV. You know, that's all they do. I got in as a photographer, as a videographer, and then you okay. do your own editing. And when I went up to Cleveland, I'm editing my own stories. I'm, I would say now it's maybe 60, there's about 70% of journalists are editing their own stories, and the other 30 to 40% are like the veterans, you know, the Leon Bibbs of the world, the, the people who they're like, I'm not touching and editing software yeah. <laughs> um, you better find someone to do that for me so i have a lot of editing experience uh, but i have a partner who i pay him and we he shoots my sports show he shoots my news show and he edits it all because mm -hmm. he is very good he's very uh, efficient in what he does whereas me i'm, I'm gonna edit it to get it done it's not gonna have the glitz the glamour yeah. but i could tell him we need this and, and he's gonna get it done good so did you purposely start where, uh, like, you first got into it with the photography, you said? Mm -hmm. Like, before moving up to just get, like, I don't know, more of a broad understanding of everything that goes into it first? Um, no. I, I'll be real. I didn't know what I wanted to do because I was blindsided when my family sold um, our family's nursing home. I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. I did not know what I was doing because that's all I was going to do. And my mom gave me the option as I was graduating high school later that year. You can either get a job or you can go to school. And I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't like high school. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to go to college. And I, started, I worked at a steel mill for a year. I hated it. My mom and I, we were like this the whole time, button heads. She's like, you can't, you can't quit. You cannot quit until you have another job. And thankfully, the newspaper job in my hometown opened up, mm -hmm. which is one job. It's very rare to get. And I was 19. I got it. I'm like, I'm doing this the rest of my life. I didn't make much money. I was 19. I was still living at home. Uh, and then I was there two years. And then that's when TV reached out. I took a pay cut, believe it or not, to get my first TV job. Hell of a pay cut. Less than $10 an hour. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to Cleveland a couple years after that, I more than doubled my salary. But 
that's why I liked when I got into TV was I didn't have any video experience. I only had still photography experience. I learned so fast because I was surrounded by great people in the industry. And my video experience took off and and people started hiring me to do some side stuff. And then when I got over doing, um, when I got tired of doing all of the corporate stuff, working for NBC and whatnot, I mean, it was January, right before COVID. Okay. I went out on my own. And I have 5,000 followers that I had amassed through two years of working network. Mm-hmm. And to, I wouldn't believe that I would be where I am now. But yeah. a lot of support. Like, I'm driving through. You guys have a cute town here in Cambridge. I, it's a nice <laughs> little town. It's cute. They yeah, took, well, I mean. <laughs> they took all the scary dolls down. You know, Cambridge is a lot bigger than where I'm from. Well, yeah. I mean, it's way bigger than, like, Cumberland. Have you ever heard of Cumberland? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen how small that yep. place is. It's wee little. <laughs> so, like, coming here is a big difference, but it's reminded me of when we were over in Columbus, uh, him telling, like, uh, just random people that were coming by, you know, talking to us, asking where this place is out of. And they were like, oh, Cambridge is so tiny. And that's yeah. just what they kept saying over and over. <laughs> and it just got funnier every time because we were like, yeah, we get it. Like, it's really small. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, – I don't mind Cambridge. Um, I think long-term I want to get into a bigger city. I don't want Columbus. I know Mike up here. I'm going to – but definitely, like, when I was in Miami, you can see there's a lot of potential there. But I want to make sure this stays, right? Like, I want to be able to still be a part of this. Yeah, and – I th- think your mindset's a lot like mine, Caleb. You, you're an entrepreneur, mm. and there's no one else holding you accountable oh, yeah. than yourself. It, it could be easy right now. If you're like, all right, well, I'm not making enough money. I just want to stop. It's easy to do it. We've mm. all at some point had that thought. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to go back. Do you, no. You don't want to go well, back, I never, do you? That's the crazy part is I went to school for a year and a half, and then I dropped out to do this yeah so i technically i've never had like a i never had a job before this but you don't want to go back and to i don't want to go school no to i get don't want to go back to school and i i tell everybody i would rather start again in some other field doing my own thing than quitting this and trying to go find a job for something else but to me that's everyone's ultimate goal mm-hmm. i mean it takes a lot for you or someone like me who actually worked for people to tell your boss yeah go shove it you know i mean she tells me every day she's brave (laughs) she still has a job that's crazy people are like well he's shit canned yeah now how old are you 24 now i keep saying 23 wow so we're about the same age i'm Mm -hmm. 25 um but yeah it's you're building a great brand here and you just keep trucking away that's what i was saying i'm driving through cambridge i'm looking at all the buildings a lot of potential there a lot of potential a lot of potential for new businesses to come in but also, as you continue to build your brand, for them to do some advertising, you're right. building a platform. Right. And that's one thing I was going to ask you about, too, is how does your advertising work? Like, are you, like, are you finding a lot of good, like, local sponsorship, yeah. and that's where a lot of that, is that a, a majority of the income? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. 100% the income. Wow. 100% the income. It got to the point where, okay, January of last year, January 23rd mm-hmm. is when I launched my website. Of okay. last year so we're 12 months um removed from launching the website and i launched it no advertisers at all i had no clue how i was going to make money 
I was scared. My partner who I had hooked up with, he's like, it'll be fine. I said, no, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was real scared, but then I just started reaching out. And at that point, I probably had 25,000 followers or something. I started reaching out to businesses, and the owners knew who I was. From, mm-hmm. They would follow me or whatever. Then I would get like, okay, 250 a month, you know, 500 a month. Yeah, I would pick up those small ones. Then I'm like, oh, this is great. Wait like, a second. Yeah. I've got a couple thousand dollars a month coming in. And then it got to the point where some of the bigger businesses were reaching out to, to me. To you. That's cool. And yeah. there was one gentleman, um, huge follower. He reaches out to me. He owns a car dealership in our area. And I didn't know who he was. And I click on his link because he said, hey, I own a business. Be interested in uh, sponsoring you. Mm-hmm. I get that all the time. So I click. He has his own airplane in, in the profile picture with his wife and daughter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I messaged him. I said, do you own, you know, this car dealership? And he's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And we've had a great relationship. But I've had some of my big, big sponsors reach out because of the brand that I've built. I'm not political. I, I have Republican tendencies. I have Democrat tendencies. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. But you're not going to get on my page and try to find a political slant. Yeah, I had a meeting uh, right before I came here and with a potential advertiser. And she said, well, who do you vote for? I said, well, <laughs> ma'am, that doesn't matter. And her response, which was great, she said, you're in here asking me for money. I think I should be able to ask you that. And I yeah. said, well, all right. Well, you know, who, who, do you want, who do you want me to say I voted for? <laughs> What's going to get me more? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm just, I stay away from politics unless... Obviously, it's an election thing, but I'm not going to try to put a story out there with one slant or another. Yeah. If you are far right, you love Fox News. If you're far left, you love CNN. Mm-hmm. Really, when you think of those big corporate conglomerate, oh man, I can't even speak yeah. right now. Those big corporate things. <laughs> conglomerate. Yeah. Yes. There's, try to find an in-between one. Right. I, th- I like to think maybe NBC is kind it of tries. neutral. Right. They try a little yeah. bit more, but there's a very big divide. It's yeah. either you believe in one thing or you believe in another. And there's no middle ground, right? And that's... I make some political posts on Facebook. I'm yeah, like, you know, you do. I do. But at the same time, I <laughs> leave it open to discussion, right? But let, let's be real. You're making political posts on your private Facebook. That's true. It's not for my You're not business, doing it right? all in Caleb Graham Productions yeah. or the OTR cast Facebook Correct. page. Correct, yeah. To me, there has to be a divide between... Mm-hmm. Um, between your personal stuff and your professional stuff. Right. And that's what, and I'm sure you understand in depth, is those, the reason those Foxes and CNNs do so well is they take that hard stance, right? Yeah. But I think we're finding more now. Obviously, I think there is that need for that local news source. And <coughs> also at the same time, even on a broader spectrum, people are kind of sick of that, like real far left, real far right. They're like, like, why can't we all just be to get, like, why can't we all just look at the story? And so I think that from that perspective, you're drawing in a local audience, but you're also getting like my demographic. I think, I think we're very like neutral, you know, to, to an extent. I mean, we have like opinions on stuff, obviously, but not so much in one way, not so much in the other way. And we're just like, we just want to, like, we want to know what happened. We don't want to know. We don't want to hear your side of what yeah. happened, right? We well, wanna... because there's talking heads. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a big difference between a journalist and a talking head. Yeah. I like to consider myself a journalist, even though I'm on the radio two hours a day and I can be a little bit more opinionated. Mm-hmm. 
but I also know the Don Lemons of the world from CNN. That's a talking head. I know the Tucker Carlson's of the world. He's a talking head. But those people gravitate towards that programming because you're spending two hours of your day watching them on TV. You wouldn't spend two hours a day with someone you didn't like voluntarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if, if, their, if their views didn't match up with you, obviously work is different. We've all worked with people we don't like. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, we've Great. all gone to school. <laughs> we've all gone to school with people we don't like. So, uh, yeah, I, I stay away from politics. People get annoyed on the radio because I open it up. People will call. Oh, you know, are you Republican, you Democrat. My, my following on the radio is very old. And I... I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I conceal carry. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, pro-gun. But there's certain things that I believe there should be a little bit of control over. Right. Today, I'm talking um, Wisconsin GOP. They've just proposed a thing that 18-year-old students should be allowed to carry guns in school. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, hold on. Uh, We're I, talking, like, eight, in a high school? 18-year-old yeah. students. Should be allowed to carry guns in a high school. Oh boy! See, that's that's a little out there. <sighs> and that is where I draw the line when it comes to the gun yeah. debate, because right. you know, I my the gun children. my gun is out in my car right now. <laughs> yeah, how? Oh, someone breaks yeah, in. Yeah, I, I saw yours on your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm as big of a gun advocate as you. You know, you walk in my house. You know, people, my friends say they're like, well, if I walked in, I'm turning right around because you have guns on display as soon as as soon as people walk in. Right. But. Okay, why, why does an 18-year-old need to have a gun in school? Right. I also know that's a great talking point, though. I had four calls within the first three minutes of people wanting to discuss really? that. Give me their opinions on it. Yeah, that's just such an... Like, that could lead to so many problems. Yeah, but, but Dude, think, I could have talked about that for 45 minutes. <laughs> like, think yeah. about how hot-tempered you were at 18. Well, right, that's, and that's you exactly got, you know, you're, you're at school like, with your friends, all yeah. your friends aren't 18, you yeah, know. What, yeah. hap- what happened to smacking someone upside the head with a cafeteria lunch tray? Right. Now. They're just going to be like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> now it's, that, you know. Well, even like with the lunch tray back in the day, that's like. That, <laughs> that could do that's, damage. That's ruthless right I, there. I remember a girl once smacking another girl and bending the lunch tray in the process. <laughs> she had a hard head. No, but that's, yeah. That was just. Uh, proposed and passed by the GOP, but they are for sure that the governor is going to veto it. I I would hope. Which, (laughs) same. But it doesn't matter how big of a gun advocate you are. I would think that, okay, 18-year-olds in high school. The college thing, that's, I mean, that's even borderline. We could Mm -hmm. debate that, though. Whatever. But high school, we have to draw the line there. Yeah. So it's topics like that that I'll talk about, but if I were to post that on my news page... I would just put the facts. People can form their own opinions. Yeah, and just let the and that's that's where I think with with the traditional news, it, there's a lot of that black and white. They're like this and that, this and that, mm-hmm. and really, there's so much more nuance to every issue, right? Like there needs to be that discussion. Depend, it doesn't matter what side you're on. There needs to be that discussion between people that's healthy. Because I think this or oh. You're an idiot. Like, well, yeah. Informed discussions is what I like to tell mm-hmm. people. Don't come at my throat if, you're, if you don't have any facts. And I want to have, I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue with you. I wanted to have 
an educated conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And I had someone call in on my show. I got some really nasty messages this morning, but that's just... That's part that's, of it. Yeah, that's right. the name of the game. And they were saying one thing, and I would just back them up with fact, fact after fact. But we live in that day and age. We've all heard the term fake news. Yes, there's fake news. Don't get me wrong. But if it gets to the point where there are certain things that someone will say, that's true. But just because you don't believe in it, that's not fake news. There, there is fake news, though, 100%. Oh, yeah. It's, it's around. I was just going to say, like, I've noticed a lot more, uh, like, I guess as time progresses, that less people can just have, like, a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. that maybe doesn't lean like the same sort of way as they, they do. They want to hear what they want to hear. Right? Yeah. And if they, they don't that, hear like, it, it's not true. What yeah, would they call like it? An echo, echo chamber, chamber or something? Yeah. Yep. That's yep. all they would want. Like, well, and it's getting worse and worse, right? With like social media and everything. I mean, especially with the algorithms of like throwing in more stuff. Of, well, they know what you like, right? And they're yeah. like, keep feeding it to them. Keep yeah. feeding it to them. And so, then you just see more of the same stuff. You don't see really, you know, you, unless you go look for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to find the other side unless you're following it, unless you're going and actively searching yeah. for it. You're just going to keep getting that same information, and it does come down to, um, you know, both sides. You know, let's not even say their sides. Any argument there is, yeah. there there are facts on both sides, yeah. right? And you can you can say something that's true, but it could be misleading, right? Or you could say something that sounds like a fact that could be a fact but technically here's really what happened right and so it's it's interesting to see those you know on on either side you get like you you'll see the headline right and it's like did you know according to this statistic and you're like it's a statistic let's let, let's dig into it let's see where it's from I, I love digging into like the actual reports and stuff under the articles cuz then you'll go read them <clears> and be like this one study said that X does cause this, and then they'll use that in the headline, and then three lines down, like, but it tends not to happen that often. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, so really, yeah. like, who is this study done by uh, some university that's had like no actual accreditations, or is it like, yeah, I don't know, like Texas University or you know somewhere that's had like really good studies that are uh, able to be replicated, you know, like to show that it's fact based, yeah, of whatever they're saying. Well, and I think that the more new media, for example, like this podcast, it's not all political. It's almost not political at all, really. I mean, it's more just us being stupid, yeah. having fun, talking to people. I was going to say 90% of what I say is jokes. Like, You're right. It's, it's not right. anything serious and, ever. And so like just something like, like a culture building, right? There's this new culture that's kind of renaissancing from, from it, you know, it started with like, oh, everyone's on YouTube. Everyone's watching Twitch. Now it it's like TikTok, five seconds, ten second videos, scroll, scroll, reels, all that. Attention stuff. spans are just getting shorter yeah, and shorter. They, yes. they are, but ten years ago, I mean, you have to be rich, rich, rich to do what you're doing right now. Right, and that's where I think something like this long form content is really important in today's society. Is yeah, any almost. I mean, you don't need even this much equipment. You can use a cell phone. Really, yeah. you could just set a cell phone there. We could talk and. I think it's come to this point where this longer form content where we can talk and have discussion and, and be more than just, oh, I gotcha, gotcha, here's a talking point. It's, we get to sit down, discuss, and we do have other podcasts out there that we shoot in here that are political, but this one, you know, this is more just us doing culture, us doing like 
having fun looking at funny stuff on the internet things taste like testing that. <clears throat> taste testing stuff we'll try like hot sauce if people bring it in for <laughs> us and everything so you know I, I think i've seen some of those videos actually the, we did one with malvern yeah that's yeah. where i saw with the football team uh -huh. yep. we did those a couple years ago and then this last year with all the covid stuff that happened i was like eh like maybe not so mm -hmm. we did like the meet the team thing here where we brought all the yeah. teams in that was cool for the first year that was pretty cool it, it needs a little bit of work a little bit of rehashing but, but you learned it, we learned, and it. I, I say, if it wouldn't have rained and stormed all day, mm -hmm. it would have went off perfect. Because we had, like, games and stuff out on the lawn, like volleyball and cornhole and everything. We had food that we were serving out of the middle, and, like, they could walk up to the window and get it. But it just, it was lightning. Say it so some of the teams canceled. Right. Yeah, wow. some of the teams canceled because they didn't want their kids driving. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, that makes sense. So if if it wouldn't have rained or not even rained if it would have just not lightning struck and, and been a horrible storm it would have been perfect at least i think yeah i don't know but in hindsight but it was really cool and I, we're going to definitely do it again this next year um and we did it live so we had all the teams scheduled out to come in and talk and do all that stuff so we're definitely going to keep doing more sports stuff but it's evolving um we're doing highlights some mm -hmm. still you, did, you didn't do as much live stream this year no, because not nearly as much because covid uh, mm -hmm. was allowing people to be back in the yes. stadiums and gyms again i, I mm -hmm. do know that but you kept up with the highlights right right and the live stuff it was good and i wouldn't mind doing it more but uh it is a it's a lot of overhead mm -hmm. A lot of scheduling. I mean, we did 200 games in 130 days. Yeah, wow. last whenever the prime like COVID. And season. I remember we, you know, my team, we had hooked you guys up with the basketball yes. thing. Yeah, and we knew the work that was going to go into uh, it. I yeah. mean, I, I think the, it was that good. league. The league, yeah. yes, yeah, that was it was a good little thing. Yeah, we actually ended up they they did not have internet up there, so we ended oh. up uh, just recording and then posting games. But it mm. was. Brit, we did. You were there for some of that, mm -hmm. the basketball tournament stuff. Um, but yeah, that that was good. But now there's just not. You know, I'm obviously following the demand, right? Of yeah. of what your consumers want. My consumers don't really want the. I mean, they, there's some still that I do like doing the live video for, especially Meadowbrook because I know so many people that are shut in, and I know there's some at every school and every district. But uh, I have not heard from them right so i get a lot of like feedback from hey we'll, we we want you guys to do our games can you do them yes but after covid everybody just wanted everyone coming back into the stadiums right yeah. and so it was great for the people that could get in for the people that could go to games but then i was like man we should still do some little bit of of live stream because there are people that live in florida or, or like grandparents that are down in nursing homes or in in other states that can't make it to games and they still want to see the kids. So that was that was kind of like the fine line where I was like, we could still do highlights, you know. You can still go see it. But live was just a lot. It was, it was an undertaking. Well, it, everything is ROI, return on investment. Mm. And I don't know how much, if you, if you don't have sponsors, because that's what's yeah. driving that. Yeah. You, you're not striking me as the kind of person who's going to charge someone $30 to watch their kid play. No. That's, I rely heavily on sponsorships because I don't want to charge anyone. Right. And if you're not seeing, if you're investing all this time, equipment, you have to pay people oh, to yeah. do this stuff. If you don't have the sponsorships, then it's, that makes it a lot trickier to, to continue 
to Definitely. sustain that. Well, and that's what that's kind of what got us to that point was I knew a lot of businesses in this area. Mm-hmm. And Cambridge, for some reason, they don't ever do anything with us, even though we're in downtown Cambridge. But I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Meadowbrook, you know, Meadowbrook, I know all the people, I know all the businesses there. So it was easy to get sponsorships. Now, when you're talking Malvern and all these places where we just kind of got our toes in the water there that last year, a lot of the schools were taking on that sponsorship ability. Yeah. So they were like, hey, we got to do this. I was like, all right, here's what I need. You know, just here's, here's the amount of money. I said, I don't care how you get it. You can pay me. You can find sponsors and we'll throw them on there. So it was, I almost put that responsibility on them because yeah. I knew they would have more contacts in the area, mm-hmm. right? So that's how we did that. And then going into this last football season, I reached out to a few schools, got some answers back, didn't get some from some other ones. Um, but then, I, you know, they were like, yeah, like, we'd like to do it. Uh, are you going to come do it? I'm like, I would like to. But also now the IVC, they've got a broadcast fee. And now, Matterbrook, they're in the MVL, I believe. Yeah, MVL. No broadcast fee. So I can go do a Matterbrook game for free plus what it costs me in announcers and an editor. So even a regular game, yep. regular season, if you want to go to a Friday night, um, Friday night Ridgewood versus a Malvern game, mm-hmm. you have to pay to broadcast $150. that? $150. You have to pay yes. the IVC that? Yep. Yeah, see that's yeah, and it that's what I don't know what their reasoning is. You know, I mean, I get they need to make some money somewhere, but that really that hurts your school promotion. Yeah, Yeah, regular season, I wouldn't expect that because yeah, well, Buckeye Trail they're in the IVC, and people were wondering like, why don't you guys do a bunch of Buckeye Trail games? Because we work, you know, we do all their photo, all their some of their video stuff, not all of it anymore. But going to these games are like, yeah, it's one hundred fifty dollars to stream a game. Wow. And so that's basically, I mean, that's paying an all, a whole other person to go mm-hmm. film it. Plus, yeah, plus. Right. I yeah. mean, you're already 150 in. Now, to be profitable, you have to make at least 150. And get more sponsors on and top of that. Yeah. What I tell people, because I've had people, they're like, well, why don't you cover our area? Why don't you cover our school? Mm-hmm. And it's most likely one of those schools that the advertisers, the sponsors aren't as supportive. And their thing, the parents or coaches, their thing is always, we love what you do. Okay, love doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. Right? I, trust me, I love doing that too. But love is not paying for my house. It's not paying for my car. It's not paying for me to feed myself and my mm-hmm. wife. Uh, I need sponsorship money. And I'm not... I'm not saying you're not that hounding I, people for it, right? I'm not but, hounding people for it. But you do, it. you got to live, right? You got to pay bills. And I get that. Yeah. And you know, um, so obviously you're very big into the digital realm. I mean, mm-hmm. this setup you have here is, is great. You've got a studio. That's great. In the day and age that we grew up with, digital was the thing. And earlier I talked about my newspaper experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I just launched a newspaper that is going to be mid-February. It's going to be on stands. Some people are saying, well, that's a backwards thing. Some of the businesses who told me no about sponsoring on my website have come out tenfold to be really? in my newspaper. Huh. They were, they were, they're scared to make the digital commitment. Yeah. And now that there's a hard printed copy that's going to be delivered to people's houses and on a newspaper stands, the advertisers, they know that that has worked for them in years past, and they're just and they're just consistent throwing money. It. At Is it, it kind of just because like they don't want to cut out like a certain audience that could potentially be a buyer? Yeah, or? yeah, because I don't have the seventy-five and older 
club following me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I have a good bit of them, but where I come from in rural America, some of these people, they don't have the, uh, the internet power in mm-hmm. Carroll County. I mean, it's right. very rural there. And to have a hard print newspaper that's going to be distributed to a couple thousand people, uh, the local diner, they're like, all right, well, here, here's $500. I want you to publish this ad, you know, 500 every newspaper you have. Mm-hmm. I have to cover my print costs. I know I have my goals. I, I need to get X amount of dollars to start. Then we go from there. And everything after I hit X is profitable. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And that's, that's exactly where we were with the, the streaming sponsorships. We had some school, and we were flexible with it. We had some schools that did want to do a paid stream. Okay, that's fine. We had some schools that didn't. That's fine too. We 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 built the system out to where we could do either. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we found that yeah, like we got to pay people to get them to go do these yeah. games, and they're like, we really miss having streams. I'm like, I miss having money. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like and you know? money isn't the be all end all, but but you can't just pay people. Yeah, yeah. you got to have some sort of I. Honestly, a majority of, of the games we've done this year, we're almost break even, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. I'm not like, oh, I wish, I just like doing the games, you know, because I can go do weddings and make some money. Mm-hmm. I can go do X and Y, but to break even on, I'm like, yeah, like this is fine. I'd like to, you know, we make a little bit to pay rent and everything mm-hmm. with it, but outside of that, it's it's yeah, it's like you do get that feedback. People are like, we love having the games, we love doing this, and, and I'm like, I like I like hearing that feedback. It's mm-hmm. great. I'm glad. You know, one way or another, you can't get to a game, but we need, you know, it'd be great to get more businesses on board with that side of it and be like, look, your people are, they, they're watching, you know, our last few games, we're getting 200, 300 viewers. Oh, I was remembering you were like, you'd post on Facebook, oh. wow, we, we had 100 viewers, and now I'm like, oh, that's good, you had like 100 live viewers, but then mm. you've progressively, oh, wow, that... we had 450 viewers tonight. The COVID, st- our, our biggest one, I think, was Meadowbrook. The sales for the yeah, that was a tournament. Yeah, it was like the it was for the elite eight to go into the elite eight, and it was, I mean, it was like nine hundred live yeah. or a thousand live. I was like, for for a high wow. school football or a high school basketball, basketball game, even. yeah, you know that's that's huge. I have a high school basketball game getting those kind of numbers at Meadowbrook. I don't know the demographic, but mm-hmm. I know I've been there a couple of times. I know it's still a smaller area. Right. Yeah, right beside the cornfield. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel that cornfield and, and then cattle right down the road. Well, and that's what you try to sell people on too, right? Is like as a business, having live eyes on something is worth way more oh, yeah. than just a view on Facebook, or way more like to have someone consistently sitting there watching through an ad or watching through you know halftime when you have all the all the sponsorships up there. Mm-hmm. That's a valuable you know, lead pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's a valuable sponsorship over, oh, I ran the, you know, the radio ad and it could be playing. Played just... one time. Yeah. And I could say it cause I'm on the radio. Right. Played one time, never hear it. If you didn't hear it, you'll never hear it again. Yeah. Maybe you caught the tail end of it. Well, that's it. You have live, you're doing some live reads in your live broadcast mm-hmm. in your live video broadcast. People are going to watch, go back, watch it, play it back. Year for years, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's in thirty years, someone might be like, "I wonder what this game." Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're that, still on there. That it, was always my pitch when I was. I'm like, well, I'm doing digital. You know, mm-hmm. if it, it's always going to be there. Your ad's always going to be there. So if people go back and look at it, even if you end the partnership, but you paid to advertise in this, I can't 
take back what I said in a live broadcast. Right. Yeah. No, that's it's always there. All, you can't it's always lose it. Be there. That's what I've been trying to, yeah, explain, like get that into people's heads. Is because ABC they do a lot up here. They're the they're the radio station around here, okay. um, and they do a little bit of live, a little bit of stuff. But people pay a lot oh. for radio ads, and I'm like, hey guys, like for even less than that, you can be on the internet forever, you know, and and on these big games, on these games that. Kids are going to go watch when they get to college. They're going to watch when they're, they want to show their kids. Well, like, they, they can submit some of this stuff as um, their highlight reels, too. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a pride thing. People around here, they'll, they'll understand your brand. They'll learn it, and then you'll be the go-to. No one else around here is really doing the production. Right. Not to this level, at least. Yeah, not to yeah. this level. Yeah. But nobody knows the time, the dedication. No. Well, and, and it, it's just starting to get to that payoff point, right? Like. Yeah. Because you do it for a couple years, three or four years, and you're like, all right, we're getting there. Like, we've got some stuff coming in, but now the name itself is starting to mm-hmm. carry some business, right? So, like, we'll go place, be like, oh, you, you guys do those streams, don't you? Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's do this. Let's, uh, you know, for example, I went up to the, uh, the courthouse a couple of days ago, and the sheriff guy, like, they scan your, like, to get, make sure you don't have metal on you, mm-hmm. you know, the metal detectors. That guy's like, what do you hear? I'm like, I have to go to the clerk's office and talk. and um yeah he's like what's otr cast because i was wearing that hoodie i was like oh it's like a podcast he's like oh really like cool and you know he's probably 60 70 so i'm like he's probably not like you know what but he's he's like looked it up he's like that's pretty cool i'm like thanks you remember the guy we talked to at the gym the one day he said not to like say his name on here oh yeah uh yeah the like i'm not gonna say old gentleman but he's older than us He's not in the target demographic, I would yeah. say. <laughs> uh, but I saw him uh, today, and I wasn't wearing this sweatshirt yet, um, just because I didn't want to be like sweaty and nasty when I came into here. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said, "You guys do any more of your radio?" And I said, <laughs> "I said uh, our podcast is like, uh, yeah, we did one the other day. I said we're doing one today." And he said, "Oh, that's cool." He said, uh, "What are you guys talking about on there today?" And I was like. I pretty much whatever comes to the mind, I guess. I said, there's no real like set out like key points we're going over. Mm-hmm. And he said, so you guys don't plan it at all. And I was like, I mean, we plan like who we're going to talk to. And mm-hmm. I said, maybe we have some thoughts in our head, but I was like, we don't like write down, like we have to talk about this or anything. And right. He said, well, how do you guys go about it? I was like, I mean, just however we want to really, it's like, it's opened up to however you want to talk. And he said, Oh, well, I guess that's kind of nice. And I was like, all right, well, I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I, I like the, the setup of this podcast because some, you know, there are settings where you want to have a script out or you want to have bullet mm-hmm. points, hit points. But that's what I like about this. I want it to be natural. You know, I don't want it to be like, all right, moving on to X, Y. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. the other podcast we do on this side with that setup is a lot more like that. We plan, we set up like, all right, here's the articles we're digging into. Here's, here's what's happened this month or this week or whatever it is. This, I'm just like, yeah, let's sit down and have a talk, talk to people, get to know them. And then I like the podcast aspect of it because it is audio, but then people love YouTube podcasts, right? So, like, you can get on there and watch. Like, I watch all the Joe Rogan, you know, like, well, he's on Spotify now, I guess. He still uploads clips, though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get this clip aspect of it where you can see us, but... You don't have to, if you want to listen. To if I want to listen to one of your podcasts driving home, mm-hmm. my hour drive home, I can't. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to sit there and be completely engaged with it visually. 
Right, and so that's the beauty of it. Unless there's some funny ones, you might want to watch. <laughs> you might want to visually there's, there's engage. There's definitely with it. some like visual only aspects that you get out of. Yeah, you know, getting to see it. But it the podcast is it's evolving like so much since it's a big thing. I mean, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the bigger long form content items out right now. You know, versus like you know obviously TikTok's huge, Instagram like big social media is huge, but it's not. A lot of long form. Content. You can you can take a minute to three minutes of this though, mm-hmm. and throw those up and throw it on your Instagram, your Facebook, your your TikTok. You know, two minutes and twenty seconds on Twitter mm-hmm. to promote on YouTube. Yeah, it's all about getting those st- revenue so- or not revenue, but those sources. That, you know, people can see it here. They can see it here, but then they're like, "Oh, that was funny," or "That was cool." That was interesting, and then they'll look it up, and then they'll continue watching the whole cast. So yeah, that it, it's definitely like an interesting concept, and I think it's one of those systems or things that each community needs. Um, ours isn't—we don't necessarily keep ours centric to Cambridge, right? But it's nice to have a voice in an area, right? Mm-hmm. That isn't, um, you know, a news, a political, a X. It's just a. You know, the people know you, they get to see you, they're like, oh, yeah, they, what are those guys That's doing? It's a conversation. It, it, that, yeah. You just have to be conversational. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is going to be the next step in where more, like, a Carroll County, like, might get its own, mm-hmm. its own, but it wouldn't be the a podcast that people are like, oh, that's, well, that's I've, it. I've had people um, in Tuscarawas County before I went out on my own. Mm. They're like, well, why don't you quit? We have a great podcast, which they do. I mean, they have yeah. a great setup. You know, Percy Garner, I'm not sure if you're familiar. No. He played for the Indians. He's a friend of mine. Um, and he does a podcast out of this area. And they're like, Jordan, quit. You know, do this full time. We'll get sponsors. And at that time, I was not entrepreneurial mm-hmm. at all. And I said, there's no way in hell you couldn't pay me, you know, $100 a podcast to quit my comfy job right and now that i do all this production it's like well hey, you telling me i could just get paid you know get some sponsors and converse and converse right? <laughs> and converse and, and do this and, yeah um i mean it you got to dedicate the time and effort it's a lot up front right like the back end these guys didn't really get to see like all this stuff took years to get yeah you know cameras that we use for streams and everything but then once you got it you sit down and have a conversation. You sit down and have fun, talk. Um, but then, you know, obviously you got to look at quality of content, quality. You want to keep it interesting. But at the same time, it is nice that everything isn't so uptight, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, you can loosen the tie a little bit. You can talk. You can sit back, relax. Sometimes we'll shotgun. We haven't shotgunned a beer on the podcast, have we? I don't think we shot. We definitely we, we drank, drank beer. I was going like, to say, I, I didn't get that invite. Yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we did that one, but, you know, we'll, we'll drink beers. Or we'll, we did one where we taste tested, like, all the different liquors we bought for this cabin trip we went. Yep. So it's just, it's fun. It's airy. You can listen to it while you're falling asleep, and I'm not going to be, like, upset if you fall asleep. Like, I'm happy, like, you know, because you're going to get through the whole thing and gets us a full view. But it's one of those things you can just listen to, and you don't have to hear the whole thing to enjoy it right yeah. it's not like a story where you're like oh i gotta go back and listen to the whole thing again because i fell asleep halfway through the movie or whatever it was this you're like oh that was yeah that was cool you know and then if they want to come back and they're like oh what i wonder what else they said they can but they don't have to and i think that's like the beauty of it if you don't mind me asking you know what's your long-term goal with Caleb long-term Production? yeah i 
I obviously, for years, I've gotten paid to ask questions. So it's just okay. natural. And I, I'm curious, you know, what long term do you, you said something about living in a city, but mm. if you could give up the weddings and stuff and get picked up by a large platform just to do a podcast, would, would you do that? That's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, let me, I, I do know. I'll try to elaborate. Um, I think I could see, I would definitely want the Caleb Grant Productions name to stick mm-hmm. around in some sense, whether that's Britt taking it over. I obviously would probably have some sort of dabbling into it, mm-hmm. right, at some point. But I could definitely see, like, if a podcast network or something needed a host or someone to run something or, you know, make sure it's all built out correctly. That's definitely something I can myself getting into. Um, but my long-term goals, the weddings would be hard to give up. Problem, or not the problem necessarily. The good thing about the weddings, I should say, is it's a Saturday. You know, you get your whole week still. Uh, so you could, technically, you could say, hey, I'm doing the wedding thing on the side, but I've got... basically Sunday through Friday to do anything else, right? Um, And that's kind of what we're trying to do. We have a couple different companies we just started. Obviously, this has been around for a while. Um, But we started Monumental Media, which is more of an advertising platform than it is a production platform. Uh, And that was me and my buddy Johnny Westfall. So we're with that, it's not necessarily targeted to this area. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons we went down to Miami was we were we had some talks with some jet ski companies and stuff down there to take over some of their social media. That's great. So that's kind of what our goals are is get some businesses made. Do I want to run every single one? No, because that would be too strung out, too stretched out. You don't want to get too stretched out or you can't, the you lose quality. Mm -hmm. Right. So at we're trying to get four or five bigger businesses on that we can manage We'll do the back-end work, we'll do the sales, all of that stuff, but we want to bring people on that can schedule all those posts, can schedule all the, all the marketing That's the full-time thing, though. People, people, they'll say to me, you're just running, all you do is just post on Facebook. It's I'm, a lot. Like, okay, you don't see me when I'm up at one in the morning scheduling posts out for the day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm writing the post, not only am I doing that now, okay, do I want to post this at 8 a.m. or do I want to post it at 11.30? You know, it's... Yeah. That's a full-time thing, and I think more businesses need someone they, to handle that. They do, and, and that's what we're trying to figure out. It, and we both do social media really well. So he comes from, he has his own landscaping company. He comes from the side of sales. So he is a very great salesman. I can be. I can sell stuff if I have to, but I am very good on the back end. Set up cameras, set up this, manage you know, social media pages, and that's where I think we work well together. Because he's going out and, and hitting these people with emails saying, hey, here's what we can offer, setting up the meetings and everything, getting us in contact with them. And then I can come in and be like, well, here's really what we're going to do for you. And so it works. It's a really so good So you're kind of like the closer. I'm almost. like, he closes the deals. I, I like make sure the deals work. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I make sure the, the website design works. We can build out websites. We can manage Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want us to. And then we're also doing, we want to be, a simplified shop, basically. So anything, email marketing, social media, web design. And then on the other side, we're bringing in mail marketing. So like traditional, you know, throw stuff through the mail system, get your mail. Direct lists, mail. Direct, direct mail. mail. That, that, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I couldn't find it. And then we also are able to do um, apparel. So that's not through us technically, but we've worked, we, we partner with another company 
to kind of you know make it easy we want people to be able to know oh i can call monumental here's my contact there they're going to be able to do anything we need on the advertising side yeah. and that way you know you might not be targeting your real small businesses that are really looking for the best deals but you're targeting those bigger companies not corporate really you know right but those bigger companies that are at a point in their lifetime or their career where they're like we just need someone to handle it we don't we we obviously don't want to get screwed but we want someone that is going to do it well and we know we can come to you for it and that's what we're really offering is something like that and you can handle like their media buys pretty right? much if they want to place something in a newspaper if mm-hmm. they want to place something on you know w wsyx's facebook or you know their website or or on the tv channel as a media company you could do that you know you exactly. could say oh i know someone here that this is their rate sheet right here do you want in on it or not if mm-hmm. not i have another sheet to show you exactly and that's that's the other side too is obviously with our production company yeah you know it's a really great sales pitch to say hey we'll get you in front of game especially be on on those we can, here's other opportunities we have obviously we're going to reach out to the radio stations and everything too to get their opportunities as well mm-hmm. but we are able to come in and do those videos for you you know we don't need if you have a marketing team that is making videos or making photos and, and templates great that helps us out a lot we just have to schedule everything and make sure it works but at that same time we're able to say hey you know we're we're running your social media we're running your facebook page your instagram caleb graham productions he can come in and, and you can have four videos made for your for your month we'll do it in like we'll knock it out in three hours mm-hmm. little one minute two minute commercial things here's what it's going to cost that brings money into this business as well yeah. so it's a good mix for us and it's it's kind of our goal is to get hands off of the scheduling side and be more just in that sales side by the end of this year yeah and someone because um, I do a lot of my own sales. I've hired some salespeople, but mm. then you got to pay out commission and what all. Oh, yeah. And um, I was talking with a sales lady yesterday and we were texting and I said to her, I said, I, I need, really need someone to do sales. Like I've mm. been fortunate selling what I have and what she responded, and she has another full-time job. She said, it's not sales, it's passion. If you're passionate enough about the business that you have or you want it to succeed, if you get in front of that person, if you get in front of the right business owner somewhere and you can pitch what you're doing and show that you're passionate about it, there's a good chance that they're going to help support you. Right. Yeah. And that's Johnny does that really well. He he is able to go and talk to people and kind of feel them out. See, like, hey, like, you know, what are your needs? But you're also able to get connected with that person more than just we're trying to sell you on this. You know, it's here's what we can actually do for you. Here's how it works. And here's the results we are going to give you expected. You know, you can't guarantee anything with, with advertising for the most part, as far as like revenue, right? Cause they got to put their work into mm-hmm. as far as being the business. But we tell them, we're like, here's what, you know, we're offering. Here's what we were able to do for ourselves. Here's what we've done for some other people. Here's what we think we can do for you. Uh, and, and then we try to really sell them on that. Um, but around here, even up towards, you know, your Malverns and out towards uh, Zanesville that way, there's nothing really like it, you know, especially on a, on a larger scale that's able to handle everything from your apparel to your direct marketing to your email marketing to your social media. We're able to do all of that in one stop. You don't have to 
and we want to make it hassle free, right? We don't want you to be like, oh, I wonder if they're going to get that post up today. Or yeah. you don't want to be worried about it. You want them to be able to go and build their brand, build, do what they do best and leave the marketing to us is, is kind of the idea. As a business owner, um, it's almost like you're, you're coaching. You want the pieces, you want the pieces, which are the players mm-hmm. technically in the right spot. So if they succeed, you succeed. Exactly. That, that's the way I look at it. So hiring someone like a monumental media, if I were to hire you, okay, that's one less thing I have to do. Yeah. Yes, I'm taking care of you financially, but you're also freeing me up to do something else. Exactly. And we would do well when you do well, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh man, we're like, we're, our numbers are up 35% yeah. this month. Like, wow. You know, and then that obviously builds our reputation, right? So mm-hmm. that helps us out a ton. And one thing we do try to stress to people is there's always, you can always hire us out for stuff, but there's always going to be that little bit of a personal touch still. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still going to want, I don't want people to expect us to just come in and be like, all right, we're never looking at our Facebook page again. I'd like it. I'd love if we could get to that point with them, but that's going to take time to understand the business, talk with the owner and everything like that. But I still stress to people, I'm like, you know, stories are a really important thing still. You know, just those little lifestyle things where you're posting little stories here and there on what you're doing. You know, what they still want to know you as yeah. the owner, right? They, they invest. You know, yeah. the f- people who are following you, they follow you for a reason, to mm-hmm. get tips, to get tricks, and, and they, they just want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Britt, what are we at? An hour and a half? Hour? hour. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, we've got, what, 4.30? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we will wrap this one up then. It works. I think we got a lot of good, good content. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you having me on. It's no, thanks for great. coming. It was awesome to have you on. I will um, we'll cut some clips and stuff too, and I'll make sure to get those to you. If you want to post those anywhere, do anything with them. Cool, thank We'll you. share them out on Facebook as well. So make sure you try and make me look good. You know, like you're <laughs> on there. Like I know you said you try to just put out the facts, but uh-huh. you know you could you could mess with these uh-huh. a little bit. Okay, well, you you want that George Clooney filter? Yeah, well, we'll just uh, yes. we'll make a post on your page that says Trevor Stevens is getting married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like congratulations, <laughs> fake news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, thank you again for coming on. Well, I looked at myself there, Jordan, for coming on and, 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 you know, sitting with us for an hour there. I think we, you know, if you got to listen to this whole thing, there's a lot of valuable, valuable information. If you're looking to get into this field or if you're looking to get into any business, really, there's a lot of little tips and tricks. I hope you can take away from that. Yeah, no, this has been great. I hope I can come on at some other point. Definitely. I, you we'll bring the beers out here. next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely got to have them on please. a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, again, thank you too for watching. Um, you know, you can find us on Instagram, otr.pod, Facebook at otrcast, YouTube at otrcast. That's it right now. We don't have otrcast.shop. If you want to get some merch, it's out now. This will only be out till March. I got to stress that only till March. If you don't get this, there's a line out right now called the Liftoff Collection. If you do not buy any of that by March, it's going to be gone forever. And then when this podcast has 3 million listeners, <laughs> Guess what? This shirt's going to be worth like $500 because only like five people are going to have it. And guess what? These ones are the ones that get you into parties. That's true. These are like the NFTs of clothing right now. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been episode 32. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys. Trevor, you got anything? uh, uh, Plug your stuff one more time. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. you can follow me on Facebook at Jordan Miller News. Check out my website, jordanmiller.news. And then I'm also on Twitter and Instagram both at J underscore Miller TV. Wonderful. We'll let that be the end.
See ya. Cue the outro. <laughs> <laughs>